Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So we're five rounds in and I want to do things a little bit differently today. A lot has changed in those five rounds. People we spoke about at the start of the year being terrific purchases. Some of them aren't now. Some of them are even better purchases than they were. Some of those mid-range guys absolutely killed it and are turning into keepers. And a bunch of those mid-range guys are hemorrhaging cash. So plenty to speak about in this one. We're going to be going through the top averages. Do I think they can hold those averages? We're also going to look at our top gainers money-wise and you know some of the best selections there and you know guys that you think you could pop in now to your team to potentially make big cash from there. We're going to look at the losers as well and see if we could you know pick up any of these guys on the cheap in this week before we get into our big video with scoop which will be tomorrow there so that's that one and then we're going to be going through each and every position and checking out you know in conjunction with the buy planner if they're going to be a good purchase going forward you know where when they have their buy in the next bunch of weeks you know do they have a good run through origin so it's definitely a good time heading into round six to look into all this stuff there so you know when we look at these players here we are now up to Round six with the Sharkies in their buy. So we're going to be going through six, seven, and eight in this one and then having a little eye on round 13 and 14 there when you know, a bunch of teams have a buy. Round 15 there, there's only one team, the Cowboys that have their buy and then plenty in round 16 with the uh, the Broncos and the Rabbitohs that a lot of us are going to try and hold all the way through to 16, uh, having their buy in, in 16 there. So let's firstly get into our footy statistics section here for the averages. And Nico Hines up top, 83.5. Do we think he can maintain this? I definitely think around a 70 or so for Nico. Let's talk about him at the moment. Is he uh, going to be a terrific buy in round seven? Or is there a chance that he misses a lot of games during the origin buy period? So for the Sharkies there, they're going to have the buy in 13, which is normal for him anyway. Then they have theirs in round 17 as well. Okay, so if he happens to play Origin, guys, that is a bit of an issue. So we have 13, potentially resting in 14, but let's say he plays. They have a three-day turnaround for that one. That's what that in brackets means. He'll play 15, could potentially miss 16 and 17, and then their next buy is a lot later in the year. So uh, they're actually done for buys by that point. That's cool. That's like a six. 13, 17. Beautiful. Yeah, so really, you're just going to get through a couple of games there. So when people are saying that 
He's going to miss a lot. Look, if he makes Origin, potentially going to miss four. But what you're buying him for clearly at the start here is this you know, six-game stretch here. Roosters, Dogs, Cowboys, Dolphins, Seagulls, and Knights. And then you can reassess in 13. If he does make Origin, he's going to be missing that game anyway. So you can decide from there what you want to do with that money. If you want to just hold him through that period because it might be pretty tough to get him back in. Or if you want to look to sell him in uh, in that round there. So yeah, Nico Hines, clearly the best option. I'd say a bit over 70. So at best, I think he's you know probably where he's going to be priced at going forward. Potentially at close to his peak at just over a million bucks. Uh, but definitely a good option going forward. Hosking, I think he'll round out to about a 55 or so there, which will be you know, pretty solid, pretty uh, you know, okay for him to get, I'd say. Games where they're attacking well, he can get some attacking stats, as you see, and then games where he'll be able to defend well. Greg Marzu, I think he'll round out to about a 50 average. So if you want to pick him up now, then expect probably 55 going forward, 50, randomly 45s in there. Just, you know, there'll be games where he doesn't score tries and doesn't dominate, so... That's that for Greg, but he's you know crazy to be in third spot. Only playing two games so far, though. Harry Grant at 70. I think he rounds out a tiny bit lower than that, but he's at a terrific site and has to do a lot for this Storm side for them to do really well. Sean Johnson, 67. I think he rounds out to about a 55. So if you're picking him up now, he's priced at about 750, which we'll go through in that next section of uh, when we go through into the normal NRL fantasy there and show you where these guys are priced at and you know, decisions we'll make on those kind of guys. But... Isaiah Yo is having a cracker start, averaging 67. So beating Murray and these types of guys at the moment, but has missed one game. So that's that with the Panthers guys. You've got Payne House who's dominated. I think he can keep somewhere in that low 60s. Hopgood, I'd say he'll drop a little bit from that. I'm still expecting him to be sort of keeper level somewhere in that low 50s to 55 going forward, but he's still someone that you should be, uh, I think you should be holding, especially with him not you know, going to be playing Origin, at least until round 14 when they have their first buy. I think this is the way to play it with Hopgood. Cleary, you'd imagine he stays there or improves. Murray, again, same or improves. And then Cook, about the same as well. Madison, somewhere in that 60 mark, I think is going to be clear. Papali'i, getting 62 out of him, I think he'll keep on with that. Cherry Evans and Robson. Robson, I think maybe down a little bit, 58, 59, 60. Cherry Evans around that 62 to 64 mark. So pretty solid in the, in the top averages. And we'll go through a couple of other potential options that, you know, the Munsters and these types of guys who have lost a bit of cash to start the year. And, you know, work that out. But top gainers, Preston. Hopefully you own a lot of these guys uh, and have done really well with them. But guys like Cheekham, very, very sneaky, over 200K now. Even Johnson's made 200K. Preston, Hopgood, Cartwright. Hope you owned the three of them. I had Hopgood and Preston from the start, Cartwright in round two. So I think I missed out about 50 or 60. Cheekham I missed out on. Lockie Miller from the start. Josh King would have been a big one too. Uh, those in the top 100 ranks, I think, uh, clearly had Joshy King there. Alamotti from the start. Leo Thompson's come out and done great as well. Really, really sneaky there compared to last year. You know, he made a bit at the start, um, but definitely wasn't getting these types of scores. And and shows that what can happen with middle forwards and injuries, guys. If they've got that work rate and they get that extra 10 minutes, it, it just flies up their points, 10 to 15, 20 minutes. Hamiso has been great as well. Can't believe Asako's done so well also. And Katoas, 166. Tyrell Sloan, 150. He's been good so far. Definitely didn't expect this from... Sloney just to come out and be actually pretty consistent. Hayes Parham as well. Uh, we're hoping for this and then we kind of got spooked off a little bit and a few people have, have ended up with him uh, and done a good job with Hazy there. Top losers on the other side. Campbell there, definitely someone we should be looking at over the next few weeks. You imagine Brimo out for a bit. So Campbell, we'll speak about him and we'll pop him in that in that big video. 
McInnes has gone down a lot. So keep him in mind, guys, if there happens to be an injury to someone like Blakey Braley, he will come in and play that role and could do a great job. Teddy, if you own him, it's probably a hold at this point. Obviously not playing this week is tough. And if you do, if you feel like you're way too far behind and you need to try and make a bit of a run this week, then I can understand it. But otherwise, you probably want to hold him because everyone's going to pick him up over the next bunch of weeks. Curran, we need a starting spot from him. Hudson Young, it's still a bit hit and miss at the moment, so I'd be leaving him. Ewan Aiken, he's going down because he's not playing back row. He's playing center. Appies could be a sneaky one as well, but I think we need to leave him out. Sounds like Adam Dewey might play six again, so that's that. Fogs in this one has gone down a lot, so he could be a sneaky one if they go on a bit of a run, Raiders, like they did last year, and he averaged about 55 during that time. Cobo, gone down like we expected. Same with Tapa'u. Uh, Chris there, both gone down a lot, which is not good. Kikau gone down plenty. Palacia, 110, and Carfelt 109. So none of those guys at the end we should be looking to bring in. Uh, but that's it. So there's definitely plenty of guys who are potential options this week, but we'll go through them in that big video there. So let's start with the hooking position, and it's a pretty interesting setup. So we've got our top guys on this list, Harry Grant, Damian Cook, and Reese Robson. So Grant has, so we'll go Storm, Bunnies, and Cowboys in our planner. So Storm is there. So they have the buy in round nine, and then they also have the buy in round 14. So Harry Grant's an interesting one. Would you pick him up now? I would suggest that he could still be, he would still be worth it if you decide to go for him now in round six. You're going to get, uh, what, three three rounds out of him, which is going to be good. And then he misses round nine. So really, it's not too bad. I, like People are picking up Hines with two rounds to go, and, and Grant's clearly the best option at the moment in this hooking position. Both him and Damian Cook will play Origin, you'd imagine. Reese Robson, I still think, is a little bit away, but I can understand him being in camp. I just doubt that he will play with, you know, yes, Appy Corsair hasn't been playing that great, but he's been awesome in the Origin Arena, and I think he deserves his spot. There's no reason why he, he loses his spot. So Robson, I'd say, is the best option through the buy period. And how you look at that is it's completely up to you. They have their buy in round 15. So looks like in round 15, you should be able to cover that. You would have some, you know, some hook cover, uh, whether it's a mid-range type of guy or whether it's a, a double gun strategy you're going for in that time. I think either way is going to be good in that one. So Damien Cook, he will miss a bunch of games over that period. So round 13, round 16 is their, their buy there. And then they have a buy in round 20. So not good for him. I think with Cookie, you're probably going with him all the way through to 13. And then it's probably a good idea to, to leave him out because he's going to miss four games from round 13 to round 20. And that's going to cause a couple issues for you. And then they have another buy in round 26 as well. So... Cookie could be a guy that you just use at this first portion of the year, and then he's someone that we uh, we don't really own probably for the rest of the year, unless you're kind of looking at him in, in around 21 or something like that. When you know teams like the Storm, like Grant's going to have a, a clean run over that time, considering they have their buy in round nine all the way across there. They've got their three buys out of the way by round 19, and then guys like Grant are going to be perfect, whereas Robson and these types of players are great for the start of the year and then not as good in that back half. So the other thing to, to play this one, we've got, you know, obviously all of them uh, different prices. So Grant's the most expensive, but scoring the best and deserves that price. Cook or Robson at the moment, I probably would pick Robson just because I think he's not going to play Origin, Consider, even considering their price fairly close now, just a 64K different different there. I think that, you know, Robson is going to be just the play. I think Cook will score just better, but the amount of games you get out of Robbo, 
will be the good play in this one. If you're looking down the line there, it's really only Jaden Braley that I would look at as a potential option in the hooking position. Brandon Smith as well is the other one, but he's a fair bit cheaper. And he's obviously a bit of a sneaky option at 477, but we do need to see more out of him. So maybe over the origin period, Smithy could be a guy that you could sneak under 500K, play plenty of games for you and do a good job, which we'll, uh, we'll look at in a second. But Braley, as a few boys have been talking about, Braley is good to pair with someone that has a buy in round 13. So Braley doesn't, which is good. The Knights boys, so they're here in round 10 buy, and then around 14 buy. So you want, definitely, if you're going for like a Grant or something like that, you're hoping that they back up, because if you had Braley and Grant, it's great if they play the, the correct games they need to. So if Grant backs up, that's awesome. The reason why it's an issue to have Robson and Braley is because they both... Uh, will be playing in 13 and you can only have your starting 13 guys. So when I say the starting 13, nothing on the left side here matters at all. It's just these 13 guys in the middle that are going to count. And if you had Braley there and you're playing Robson, that's not going to count. So that's frustrating there for sure. So that's uh, where those guys make a good mix and guys like Cook and Braley as well, if you're looking at that one, because he's only just over 600K and he should be able to average over over 50 now. So I think uh, you know, Braley is a great option. The other way to do that, if you can get them both all the way to 13 and then maybe there's an injury or suspension or you trade a Robson, a Robson sorry, during that time, then that could be the play considering he has his buy in 15 anyway. And then really from there, you're getting, you know, we get him all the way through the 13, uh, all the way through the 15 if you want to, but then they, he has a bunch of buys after that, which means that he's probably not going to be a, a guy you want clearly in your side anyway. So Braley and Robbo could work now and then you move on from... Uh, Robo during that time. Definitely potentially the way there. Or you just have to cop it and then play him in 14 because Braley is out. So it's really it's a really hard combination for sure. So I understand why people are avoiding that one in the hooking position. So the Roosters as well. So we're talking about Smithy. Then round 14 will be your play with Smithy considering he's had two buys out of the way and he's going to have a clean run for a good while. Only one buy remaining in that one. But that's hooking position. I think we'll leave it at that for there. There's been a fair bit of movement in the middles. Obviously, I have a bunch of them in my side. Payne Haas, one of the clear top guys at the moment, along with Murray, Isaiah Yo, which is good. Guys I'd be looking at, I wouldn't be looking at picking up anyone like Murray, Haas, or Yo, just because they're going to be origin guys. The guys we want to look at is going to be Joe Tarpanay. He's going to be a very interesting one. Not playing big minutes at the moment, but once he has his buy done in round eight, you get a nice clean run here all the way through to round 16. So... Very, very good news if you're looking at, we, we spoke about Tarpany in the in the preseason and round nine there was gonna be a great target for Joey. And then you could hold him for the rest of the year, having two buys remaining, but is gonna be playing the, the majority of games, which you know, a lot of other players are not, especially those uh, guys on buy. So he is a buy in round 16 and then one in 20. So you can kind of cop the round 21 uh, but yeah, you can make your decisions on how he's playing at that point. So really, if you're a non-owner right now, you don't want him to score too well. You want him to sit around those 50s and then you can pick him up in the uh, the mid-750s, seven, mid seven which would be cool. Other guys to look at, obviously Madison, I think could be a sneaky one, but there is a chance he makes it. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And if he does play Origin, he misses 13 and 14. So it would be a risk. But uh, probably a calculated one that he could average close to 60, 65 over the next sort of couple of months. And you could really benefit of going him that little bit cheaper rather than going for the more expensive guys. Obviously, you have a, a few others in my squad with Hopgood at 730. Everyone has him. I think he's a hold. 40, still a good option, guys, at 418. Other guys down the list here, you've got you know, Torhul Harris injured at the moment. Definitely will come into calculations for sure. You've got Josh King. Still an okay option, but he is priced pretty well at 50 now, and I doubt he's going to average 61 going forward. So you're paying pretty much what he's going to get, I think, at this point. So is he going to be a keeper for the rest of the year? He did fall off a bit last year, so maybe you know he got a bit of a niggle and you know, didn't play as well. But he it looks like he's definitely improved as a player and he's scoring tries. So will that keep up? I'm not exactly sure. All right, Joe O, he's going to be someone we need to look at as well, guys. He's down to 672. He has missed a bunch of games, which has stopped his price from going down. But he needs to play a few more. He's got a really high break even. He's someone that we keep an eye on for sure over the next bit. Guys like Jazz Savanga, I think you need to leave out of his squad just because he's a bit too inconsistent. He has points during the years where he goes really well and then others where he doesn't. Blake Laurie in there, 645. Again, scoring really well, but not something we want to look at going forward. Gilbert coming back down to earth a little bit. And then it's really just mid-range guys from there. So... No one too exciting at this point. A lot of the mid-range guys have made their cash, like the Nichols, the Leo Thompsons, those types of guys. Uh, to toll is probably the only one to have a look at, guys. He will come back, but really, it's probably not the year for Tavita, just because by the time he comes back, it's going to be getting closer to their first buy. And you might get sort of a month to six weeks out of him, and then they're going to have a lot of buys in a row. So he's someone you probably have to avoid in that midsection. So... Not a lot, guys, apart from those kind of just under 800k team uh, players that you want to be looking at in that one. Okay, let's go to the edge crew. And what we see at the moment is guys like Hosking. And the goal with him at 607, if he can play the rest of the year, he's going to be a 55-point keeper. And very much priced up with the guys like Fafita, Nikora there, uh, both for more. That's sad that he did his ACL. Uh, just thinking about him, we've, we've, it's been a long time since we reported that one in the in the preseason, that's for sure. And then Fafita moved over. We lost Tanner Boyd's output. What a pain. Uh, Isaiah Papali. Let's, let's chat about him because it's getting closer to that origin period now. And he seems to be able to do his thing regardless of, of what's happening with the uh, with the Tigers. But with Isaiah, you have just some awkward kind of lengths of time. They have a buy in round seven. You can get him from eight all the way to 13. And then they have their second buy. So from there, you're looking at them having a buy in round 17 as well. So that can be frustrating. And then from there, he's going to be a clear option all the rest of the year. So whether you just plug him in after their first buy and just lock in some good edge scores, depending on how you know, guys like Trent Lioro, Eli Katoa, Hosking, Preston, all those guys are going, maybe you don't have to go for a clear top edge 
until a bit later. I think at the end of the year, Isaiah Papali is going to be a must-have. Sean Lane's going to be an interesting one as well when he comes back and is fit and firing. Bateman, again, with this, his rib injury with how the Tigers are going, it's a bit of a weird one to kind of work out there. Fitzgibbon's been solid. I wouldn't look at him. you got Frizzell as one of the faller guns. Keep looking at him. Wilton's averaging 49, so he's got a bit of cash to make, but has his buy this week. So that's where he's sitting at the moment. You've got Jackie Bird, I think well, we'll talk about him in the centers. And really from there, it's going to be like Hylam Lukey, who once he comes back, is going to be a solid one. We should be able to get a good run from him before their first buy. But yeah, you're not looking at too many other great options there, guys. So a lot of these mid-range guys that we're looking at now, like Preston and Hosking, they're most likely going to be in our sides for a long time. So keep that in mind. Guys like Trent Oro, guys like Katoa, having their buy-in in round nine and then round 13 as well for them is a tough one because, you know, we're looking at them as potentially being able to hold them. Sorry, is that right? 14, 13. Yeah, so nine and 13 for them. Most likely a good time to trade them out. If not, you, you don't, you know, you got a lot of Storm players and you can't trade them all out, then in round 13 would be a good idea because they're not going to be keepers and guys that you need to move on from. Awesome. Let's move to the halves position. And it's a very interesting position, I think, because there's a lot of good players going on at the moment with Heinze there. Obviously, you've got Cleary as our second guy at 879. Then you've got DCE, Munster, Moses, Johnson, and Reynolds as your top guys there. And then you have a slightly cheaper guy in Sammy Walker, who I'm very interested in this week, especially uh, if there's a way that I can get to him. I'm just so tempted to go for, for Walker and save the 320K. And look, he's probably going to average that 55. But yeah, it's definitely an interesting one. I'm thinking about it. Probably not going to happen, but... Uh, the, for the people that are thinking about trading Walker, I think it's silly because I'm thinking about buying him. So that's that. But yeah, you got Heinze up top. I think you need to have three clear half good options because you compared to a few other positions, these are your top scorers. So Johnson's averaging 67, Heinze 83, Cleary mid 60s, but he has an injury in that. So it should be like closer to 70. This is your top scoring position in, in the top few guys. So I think it's really important to load up in there, have the cover but also just have that third guy as, as a great scorer. So Cleary and Hines, most important. Even over the buy period, I think it's great, going to be great to have a couple of them. And then if you do have a cheaper guy in Isaiah Katoa or something like that, he could be a good guy just to slot in your emergencies, have to play randomly. And he could score for you in those bigger buys when you're missing Cleary, potentially missing Hines with, you know, with their buys and stuff like that. I think that could be a good play because he's still really cheap. So that's that there. And then all the rest of the guys play Origin, really. Like he, the top guys, you got DCE and Munsa. And that's where I think Johnson's going to be super important because he isn't going to miss those extra games for Origin. Same with Mitch Moses. Yeah, they have their first buy in 14. So I, you know, people are looking at trading him out after a bit of a low score. I think he's getting closer to a buy now with their run of games from round six onwards and his ability to score really well against some of the lesser teams, especially... I think it's time to look at their buy period now. We spoke about this in the preseason as well. But the Eels now come up against the Tigers, Dogs, Broncos, Knights, Titans, Raiders. Okay, that's their next six games, which is great. And then Bunnies and, you know, they play the Cowboys when they're missing a bunch of Origin guys in 13. So I think this is the time to own Moses. He is priced up a little bit. You would have hoped that he was down a bit, but that just means he's been scoring really well in general. Last week was not his game. He didn't get his kick meters, which he has been getting on a regular basis. And that just means that it's a good chance to, to own him. 
Sammy Walker's the other guy, as I said, that I'm looking at owning. They have that buy in round 13, which isn't great. But if you're looking at Sammy Walker, he's probably a play all the way till 13. And then you would potentially move on from him there. But he's also someone that's probably not going to play Origin as well. And he's that cheaper price. So I'd be going for Walker and Moses over Reynolds. Probably just over Munster as well at this point. Because you're going to lose him for a lot of time during that Origin period. So definitely looking at those guys. Dylan Brown is a little bit of a fallen gun at the moment. I think he's probably got a tiny bit more to, to go down potentially, but he could also have a bit of a breakout uh, sort of four to six weeks there as well. You got Burton there, a bit of a fallen gun. Also, along with Cody Walker, lost a fair bit of cash. Walker went great last week. Can he continue to do that? I think there's a, there's a good chance that the Walker does. And if you're interested in him, I, I wouldn't be pushing you away from him. Bulldogs, Dolphins, Panthers, Broncos, Storm. Look, there's still some tough games in there, but yeah, the next two are going to be solid. I think he can score well. And then he has a nice, uh, a solid little run there um, when he's not playing Origin. Remember, he goes all the way to 16 as well. So Tigers, Raiders, Titans, Dragons, four of those last five games. So he's a cheeky one that could average 50 and, and he's you know tackling well. He's running the ball more. Great news for him. You've got Adam Dewey. Looks like he'll move back to the half position, which would be good for him. But so yeah, really that's the the clear all the clear options in the half spot there, which is cool. And then centers, a moment that are really, really Good, and there's a lot of guys around that 600 plus mark. I think Joey Manu is going to be one of those guys that you do look to slot in over the next bunch of weeks. Interested to see team lists this afternoon as to how uh, that one plays out, if he's at fullback or if Suali'i gets it. But I'd say Manu should, but there you go. Uh, Gags is having his one of his starts of the year, so I think you've missed out on his run. He might score another couple of good ones, but again, probably avoiding that. Graham Ramian. Your two strike centers, I think that they're going to have their bigger games, 60s and 70s, in amongst some lower, like some 30, 40s in their base. Birdie's going to be sort of solid anywhere between high 30s to 50 regularly, which will get him that 45 average. Farnworth, base stats, really just the running is there. The tackles aren't there as much for him, but we know what he can do over the next bunch of weeks, especially. Val Holmes as well. And then you've got Penasini, Tungo. Isaiah Tass, all guys that I'd be looking at slotting in your side. They're the cheaper ones, and I think they can average mid-40s as well. All of these guys, I think they'll probably round out to about the same average or close to it at the end of the year. So maybe you go for one of these cheaper guys, the Penasini's, Tungles, and Tass, especially with uh, Tungle there going so well last week. He has a bit of a lower break even than the other guys. So that's that there. Guys like Hammer, you can still look at as well because he covers center and wing fullback, but I'd be going for the guys above just with how the Dolphins are going to look over the next bunch of weeks. Raven Best on the right as well. He would have had a better average if he uh, actually scored that last try. And yeah, then you got Lemuelu and yeah, Alamotti. I think Alamotti, you just clearly play going forward. So Ali'i is a solid one, but I, I wouldn't be looking to select him. I just think he's a little bit too inconsistent. And just running, like doesn't run the ball enough, I would say, to be and, and tackle as much as those guys uh, in the top center position. All right, the wing fullbacks in the last one there is a bit of an interesting, you know, sort of bag of, bag of tricks, isn't it? With Pat being out, he'll come back at some point in the year. Karaz is our next best scorer. Really, you got Karaz, like in terms of price there. You got Karaz Edwards there. You got Latrell. You got Trebojevic. You got Lockie Miller. Lockie should be in everyone's team. He's, you know, scoring better than all of these guys, except for Karaz, and he's priced under them all. So, clear option there. Greg Marzu, priced similar to, to Lockie Miller. He could be a guy at that cheaper price, but he is a, a winger, whereas all these other guys are fullbacks in this position, apart from Karaz. So, but we know what Karaz does 
uh, as, as a runner of the footy, always over 200 meters, doing a great job each and every week. So who would you select out of these guys? That's the question now. Who are these guys? doesn't play around the 13 so you're looking at any dragons plays any seagulls so reuben garrick could you know could be a solid option but they have that buy in round 14 so that's something to think about making sure you have coverage for that if you go with reuben garrick there the knights guys so regreg marzu well, won't play in round 10 and round 14 so is that enough of an annoyance for you to to pick up any of those knights guys you got the Raiders boys, no one in the outside backs there. You've got the Dolphins outside backs. We don't want to Sarko now, he's done too well. Uh, we've got the Warriors outside backs. Again, not really anyone you want to go for there. You've got Eels, uh, Cowboys. So Val Holmes could be Solomon, but he'll be in origin, which is annoying. Broncos, Herbie Farnworth, these types of guys, obviously. Uh, and then you've got the Bunnies boys. So Campbell Graham, is he going to play origin? Doubt it, so he could be a sneaky one. But these wing fullbacks... A lot of them are going to be out during that during that origin period. So Karaz by in round 13. Uh is going to be out. Really, it's a tough one there because the Panthers boys, where are they? Panthers, they're early and they've got the round 13. So he's going to be out as well. So really, not a lot of these wing fullbacks are going to be playing in round 13. So that's where someone like Garrick or Marzu could be really sneaky, really important there because a lot of these guys are origin. Yeah, Manu's out in 13, but he could be a great one over origin as well. So... Teddy there. Walshy likely is not going to play Origins. So he could be still a great selection. He's under 600k. Uh, I would still be looking at him for sure. Toa is going to miss that time as well. So that's really it. So maybe Walshy is probably the, you know, the best buy out of the lot here. Especially when we're looking to build someone that you can hold for the rest of the year. Walshy is the only one that he could play Origin and could annoy you there if, uh, if Pong is not back and fit and firing. I think they probably do go with Walsh. So yeah, as much as he sounds like a, a good option, it might just be Ruben Garrick there at 49 average in a team that's going pretty well that could serve you in that wing fullback position. But that's that video, guys. Let me know your thoughts on that. That's a good way to kind of go through all your options there. Seeing, yeah, especially when you're making trades at the moment, you can't obviously change anything of your, your starter team unless you are trading out a guy. If you're looking at different selections to trade out, make sure you do look at their buy schedule, where they're sitting, you know, maybe... You do hold them for another five or six, seven weeks and then trade them out and, and you can be happy that you're trading them out then because they have a lot of buys in that time or they've definitely made all their cash and it's time to move on from them. That's kind of what you should look at in guys trading out and then guys trading in, just make sure that you're selecting them at the right time and get that right selection of games that you can dominate and you know, make some cash and also score really well. Good luck this week, guys. I hope team lists are fair to you. And we'll get into that big video with Scoop tomorrow. See you guys.